Hello, this is uh, the Docker Podcast. I have one of the Docker captains here um, from uh, from CodeShip. Uh, Laura, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hey everyone. Um, my name is Laura Frank. You you may have seen me in such conferences as DockerCon. Um, I am an engineer at CodeShip. I normally live in Berlin, Germany, but I'm in, in Boston right now talking to you, which is very exciting. Very cool. Very cool. So I always do this little thing on all the pockets is how did you become you? Yeah, well, we can go back to the, the mid 80s in Wisconsin, start there, but I think it might be a little bit boring. Um, I think the, the, the main thing that contributed to me becoming me is my uncle, who was a sysadmin. Um, for a healthcare company and I was a pretty dorky kid and he was also pretty dorky and pimply. He's also pretty, not too much older than me. So when I was um, in middle school, had gotten a hand-me-down computer from him and some, some nice like uh, WordPerfect and other DAWs programs. And then my first copy of Doom along with all the cheat codes and Probably spent WordPress. a lot of time. In I don't know how old it was WordPress, not WordPerfect, right? Perfect. No, we're oh, perfect. Oh, okay. Yep. All right, my bad. Okay. That was real old. Okay. No, go ahead. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little bit older than I look. <laughs> I guess maybe that ages me <laughs> a bit, but yeah, word word perfect. Um and yeah, my first copy of Doom, some cheat codes, and I just got I just fell in love with computer. Um I didn't have a lot of friends. I was a little awkward, so I spent a lot of time in my basement playing around with things and eventually um the internet happened. So I remember getting my, my very first internet connection with my bloopity bloop modem and learning about listservs and uh, eventually learning HTML with this fascination throughout middle school, high school. When it was time for university, I actually decided to study history and communication. So I didn't study computer science, but um, went back to it after I had graduated and worked as, uh, I did Teach for America after I graduated college. After Teach for America was over, I decided I wanted to change my career and focus on being a developer full time. So that's really kind of when the professional side of my career started. I started out in, in some more like front end roles, focusing on HTML, CSS, a little bit of JavaScript, and then familiar with uh, web applications and programming languages. I just wanted to dig deeper and deeper I um, worked at a, a couple companies and then ended up at HP as a senior engineer um, on an infrastructure engineering team. I first heard about Docker. Um, someone shared Solomon's lightning talk in one of our IRC channels. And I just remember thinking it was a really interesting idea. And just about at that time, one of the execs from HP left and went to CenturyLink and was able to start an, a research and development team, like a labs team and decided that Docker would be the, the theme of this developer tools related to Docker. And um, uh, a nice group of us kind of jumped ship and went over there with him. And we joined up with a couple other engineers who had been at Pivotal and, and we ended up working on quite a few open source projects related to Docker. This was like before, this was like when Docker was just really the Docker engine. This was before Docker Compose even before FIG became popular. Um, we did Panamax, which is a, an early UI, like a local UI for, for managing Docker development environments and, and applications, multi-container applications. Image layers, which was one of my 
um, very favorite projects to work on um, because I really love graph theory and I, I got to play with a lot of fun stuff and um, help people write more efficient and, and smaller images. And we did a couple other um, Lori Docker Compose authoring tool, etc. And then, um, you know, CenturyLink realized that sponsoring a, a team of 12 software engineers maybe wasn't making them any money. And um, <laughs> we, we were kind of left to, to go find um, something else. Um, and just to, before that happened, I had met some of the, the code chip engineers at DockerCon, um, DockerCon 2015, I believe, and was really impressed with the, the product and its place in the development life cycle. And, um, and then I've, I've happily been here. DockerCon's the, the great uniter. Yeah, no, I, you know, I remember the, um, the CenturyLink stuff early on because it, uh, it was very, um, it was cool to see one of the large enterprises actually playing and, and seemingly taking Docker serious. So that was, that was very kind of heartening. You know, back when you guys were doing all that stuff, it, was, it wasn't clear. I mean, it seemed obvious, but it wasn't clear that the enterprises were going to kick in. You, the brand name, NSI's names were going to actually use it. Yeah, it was a huge, I, I, I think back to that and I think like, oh my God, what a huge gamble, both for CenturyLink and then for us at that stage in our careers to, to just kind of say like, we're going to take a huge, um, and it paid off so much. It was really interesting to be on a small team dedicated to Docker. Um, there really weren't many teams doing that, especially not in a big enterprise outside of Docker itself that, that had the content expertise. Um, you know, like we would work on building this UI for to sit on top of, of someone's local Docker host and had to figure it all out ourselves. Um, it was a really, really interesting job. And that's, I don't think I could be very good at my job now if I hadn't gone through the hard way of, of learning things. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, I wanted to just kind of get your, um, your Docker captain. And um, so what are some of the kind of cool things about being a Docker captain? Yeah, I mean... To me, my favorite part of the Docker Captains program is the other Docker Captains. Um, it's so unusual to find a group of highly technical engineers who are committed to supporting each other's work and, and not competing with each other. So it's a very um, a supportive environment where I feel like I'm, I'm with a bunch of like-minded people. Um, so that's one, that's one aspect that I like particularly enjoy. Um, of course, the main point of the Docker Captains program is that we're community leaders. So the program isn't just to connect us with like-minded peers, it's to give us access to content and access to other important material that we can then sort of disseminate to the Docker community at large. Um, and in my role as a Docker Captain, which, you know, has been, I think over, over a year, the Captains program has been in, um, yeah, has been founded over, over a year ago. I've met lots of really interesting people doing lots of really amazing things with Docker that I, I would just never have known about unless I was um, very actively participating in the Docker community. Well, you, you, um, I, it feels, go ahead. Go ahead. It feels great to be a, um, to someone that people look to for, um, for guidance, for me to connect them with the right material thing it's it's a really great place to be i was going to say externally i mean you seem to be a great um you know, you, you, you uh, a great ambassador for docker i mean you, you know like i said i 
I, this is not a complaint, but I can't, I don't think, get through a week without some posting of a web, webinar or something you've done or wrote, and, and, and they're all worthwhile. I mean, I don't read them all, but like, no, I just, just wanted to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coach it, coach it. Give me the, uh, give everybody yeah. the elevator pitch, and then we, so give me the elevator pitch of coach it in general, and then obviously I'd like to know like why Docker is kind of a big part of that. Uh, coach it up in a, in a nutshell, is that we're a, a CI, a hosted CI CD platform for you um, and for your software teams. We can help you deploy your code faster, get feedback faster about your automated tests and um, just keep, keep you shipping code as fast as you can. Um, we kind of connect the dots between development environment and production. So we provide you with the, the pipes and the mechanisms and the, and the machines to run lots of automation and run your deployment steps. Um, and we very much focus on parallelization. And the, the reason we, we do this is sort of twofold. One is of course you wanna have your, your best code in front of your customers as soon as you can. So if you can cut build time from one hour down to 15 minutes, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's the difference between deploying two or three times a day and being able to deploy every hour. Um, and then if you add concurrent builds on top of that, then, then there's no waiting for one build to finish before the other starts. Just like empowers your, your engineers and engineering teams to be a lot more productive. Um, and so that's one, one reason why speed and efficiency in a CI system is, is really important. But we also focus on it because we think if something does go wrong, you should know about it right away. And think about how much time you waste if your builds take forever and then you find out that it's failing and you, you just sat there for 45 minutes just waiting to see a failure and you couldn't do anything about it. It's like engineers hate wasting time. It's like that's the thing that makes me the angriest. So I'm like personally motivated to make our build systems uh, as performant as possible because of course we use CodeShip at CodeShip to deploy CodeShip. So um, we, we pretty much dog food everything. Um, yeah, it's a really, it's a, it's a great part of the software lifecycle to work on. I really enjoy working on developer tools. That's pretty cool. You know, the, it's funny that, we'll, we'll, uh, the, you know, obviously the next part of the question is Docker, but I, I, my, my DevOps Cafe, we early on in Docker, we'd interview these engineering managers of certain places and, and they would say that, um, that now that they're using Docker, their developers would actually get angry if they couldn't converge a stack in like three seconds. You know, mm -hmm. as opposed to like virtualization, eight nine minutes, or depending on how you focus. It was a kind of a funny. Um, just you'd hear that over and over. Like now they've gotten spoiled now, and, and even just bringing up a stack, um, and, and converging yep. a stack in like less than five seconds. Right. So, so what about Docker? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Go ahead. So sometimes I have to like provision a new machine on AWS for some reason oh. if I'm testing something strange that I can't just use Docker. Um, on my local machine and I do I just sit there and tap my fingers for about 90 seconds and I'm like this is 90 seconds I could be doing something else of course we use AWS all the time and that's a huge part of our workflow um, it's just so rare that I have to sit there and wait for a machine to come online for me to use it I, you know I had a similar this may go over a little bit but I, I had a similar experience I hadn't used AWS directly for quite a long time. And I'm not really a developer, I'm an evangelist or BD, so I, I run most of my stuff in prototype on my laptop. But, but I remember I had to install something that I wanted, some neat thing somebody had done with Docker, some training thing that required me to go back and set up all the uh, whole bunch of Amazon instances. And I literally felt like I was using a two foot cell phone 
you know, you know, just, you know, like, you know, like as if I had to get transpat and somebody said, Oh, here's how you make the phone call with those old phone. It, it just seems so awkward. And I, you know, so prior four years, that's all I had ever done. Yeah. You're so spot on. Yeah. So it's all what you're used to right tool for the job. And sometimes that's the right tool, but it's, it is, uh, makes you appreciate Docker and containerization when you, when you do have to go back to the old way and, and realize how easy your life is now that you have Docker in it. That's right. You, um, and so what do you, what, what's your, you, you've, I guess you guys found out, I guess day one when you came in, you realized, or they were already using Docker for some competitive advantage or some kind of speed advantage or all the, the Docker advantages, if you will. Yeah. What, so so what, 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 what's the, uh, what's the good stuff there? Yeah. So CodeShip has been, CodeShip has been using containers since like day one before Docker um, even existed really before it was a, a glimmer in Solomon's eye. Um, our, our kind of not legacy, but our, um, kind of configurable out of the box, uh, CI solution is running containers with just LXC. So this was 2011, 2012. And, and we identified containers as like the way we should be doing things. And then by 2014, it was clear that Docker <laughs> was the next, the next evolution of this. And Docker just lets us do more interesting, more customizable, more efficient things with our build system. So we use Docker for, um, of course, like image distribution and storage. We use Docker for, um, for running tasks in parallel. So we just have a, basically you have two YAML files. You have a services file, which is pretty much like your Docker Compose file where you can say, here's my web application, here's my database, et cetera, declare all your dependencies and, and configure everything in one spot. And then you can outline your testing steps in a, a separate steps file. Those two things combined, um, we just basically spin up tons and tons of identical reproducible build environments for you. And you can run tasks in any permutation of, you know, time dependent, parallel, um, as many at a time as you want. So really highly customizable and flexible. And because Docker has such a nice UI on front, you know, on top of all this, the, like the nitty gritty containerized stuff, it, it makes it really easy for us as engineers to write the build system and really easy and appealing for our customers. You know, they're already using Docker with Docker for Mac, Docker for Windows. They use Docker in production. They want to use Docker in CI, CD step as well. Um, so we just kind of give them the capability to do so. Are you seeing the Windows stuff kick in a little bit or um, you know, early days or? Yeah, you know, we have a couple, um, we have a couple customers who are interested in Windows containers. It's not been, I, you know, I was kind of expecting like the floodgates to open, um, which hasn't, hasn't quite happened yet. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've certainly in my, in my capacity as a Docker captain had to educate myself quite a bit about, Windows. What's really interesting is that I'm having conversations and collaborating and working with and coding with people who are Windows people. And I am like definitely not a Windows person. Um, but Trevor, for example, Trevor Sullivan, who's another Docker captain, a Windows person. And we've, we've worked together um, kind of on, on a couple of things. He has a great training program, but it's interesting how like you know, for so long, we've been living in these two separate worlds. And then now we have Docker and now we just have to get along. Um, but we speak a common language now. So cool. it, it's not so it's not so far apart. No, I think that's the brilliance that we do have a comp. 
and I think the the Windows people have been waiting to be able to the, the floodgates are going to open and 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 you know to, to be able to kind of deliver a pipeline snare that the Linux folk has been you know living gloriously in over the years and I've heard that over and over from .NET developers and whatnot so you know, mm -hmm. it seems like it's just a matter of getting that um, the, the 2016 pervasive and, and all that good stuff mm -hmm. but I, I guess I wanted to kind of uh, finish up with uh, you know what's the coolest docker implementation you've seen maybe from a customer or even in the wild um, that, that yeah I think so I can give you kind of two short answers. One, CodePen, which is a like a, a kind of a playground for front end. They are doing some amazingly fantastic um, distributed system stuff with Docker um, for pre-processing uh, user code. Basically, it's sort of like JS Fiddle, but a, a little bit different, um, a little bit nicer and shinier. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so impressed with their engineering stuff and I think it's such an interesting application. Um, you know, there's definitely lots of people using Docker in production and, and, you know, hosting their web applications or web workloads, et cetera, but it's hard to find um, a, a product that has such an in interesting problem as CodePen, right? They're, they're running customer code on the fly and then they're pre-processing it a lot. Um, in the case of like SaaS, et cetera, you need to, to do some pre-processing and they're using Docker to make it fast and really efficient for their users. And I, it's just kind of mind blowing how, how cool and intricate the, the backend is. So that's a project that I, I really think is fascinating from an engineering standpoint. From like a social standpoint, Harvard has a, a professor who gave a, a talk at um, this, this past year in Seattle, um, David Milan, who's teaching a massive online open course and also in person uh, at Harvard here, here in um, Boston area and uses Docker for student coursework. Yeah. So it's um, kind of on the other end of the spectrum where Docker is becoming kind of an equalizer and, and helping out in a social capacity, giving people um, the ability to, to, you know, have access to engineering things that maybe they wouldn't have had access to because they couldn't set up um, a development environment on their own computer and it just makes everything reduces friction and helps people helps people learn and, and get to work no, I, think so the, I, yeah. I really appreciate that application of it yeah. yeah yeah the education thing is amazing you know that you see I was just over in Alibaba conference in uh, China and it was all sorts of students that were in different disciplines that were all asking questions about you know some of them are using docker some of them saying should I use docker and the answer every time mm -hmm. is yes you can you can kind of isolate everything you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think that whole uh, of common language and then allowing, you know, we, we thought that cloud, I'm pontificating a little here, but you thought that cloud solved that problem, but still it was a very techie thing. But now, I mean, literally people mm -hmm. can just, you know, say Docker runs some image they were told to run. And like I, I do an R Studio yep. thing where everything I need for R, all my plugins are all in one, yeah. one container. That and, okay. was going to be exactly my example. Like, R is such a great use case for this. Yeah. Um, imagine like what, what human minds are capable of when we can eliminate all the friction of setting up the systems and just let people concentrate on the, the stuff that humans are the best at, let computers do the rest. Yeah. Um, it, it makes everything so much easier um, and really increases 
our, our productivity and, and the things that we're capable of doing with technology. It's really amazing to have watched it evolve over the last several years. I'm really right. excited for it's going to get better too. Um, yep. So it, better. it should be obvious, but like if people want to go to CodeShift, where do they go? And if people want to get a hold of you, where do they go? They, um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can, um, you can email me at Laura at CodeShift.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is kind of funny. It's at Rhinewine. R-H-E-I-N underscore W-E-I-N, like the German way. Um, and then uh, CodeShip.com is a great place to go. <laughs> so um, head over to CodeShip.com. Um, you can find us on, on Twitter and Instagram at CodeShip. We just have an Instagram account now, which has been very exciting in the last couple of weeks to take some silly photos. Um, we're, we're all going to be here in Boston this upcoming week and expect a lot of um, funny photos and as well from us. But we love hearing from anyone who's using Docker. If you're interested in Docker, we love being the people to help you understand it. And especially me as a captain, um, that's what I'm here for. So please reach out if you are more about Docker or just have a weird question that no one else can answer. I'll help you um, yeah, yeah, find the right what? person to answer. Like I said earlier, I mean, I, the amount of uh, material that you put out on Docker is just um, pretty much unparalleled. So um, I suspect you're a very good reason. For anybody who's listening, um, I, I would certainly try to become friends with you. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks, John. Well, thank you very much. Okay.